Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple, we can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where we'll throw it at a wall and see if it sticks. I'm Joel, a man who puts the verve in perverse, and across from me is John Harris, a man who counts marshmallows, car headlamps and battered cod amongst his greatest joys in life. Plus, joining us today is film critic extraordinaire, Rihanna Dillon. How are you, Rihanna? Hi, I'm alright, thanks. How are you? Very well, very Good. well. Thank you for having me. John, you're here, can we hear your voice? Hello, I'm also here, still going. <laughs> How you doing, mate? Fine, thanks, mate. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it. Normally we sit across from each other, today I'm sitting, like, next to you. What, what? You don't look hugely comfortable, I'll be honest. You could apply that to any moment of John's life. <laughs> at all. Oh, like, you can't oh, look relaxed. Oh no, oh this is awkward. It's ho- isn't it a the horrible thing to watch? The chairs in the studio like you've got, are like, you're, like, you're sitting like, on a hedgehog. They're like 1960s. The chairs. Shuffling um, like, about. Flower fingers. People were so chilled in the 1960s. <laughs> Regardless that's because of they furniture. were all high. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Are you not? I'm not. Oh. Should I have been? Oh, did you not get the email beforehand? Oh, God. Um, John, should we pitch some films? Have you got a film idea for us? Yeah, this one's from Lem. Brokeback Fountain. So good, I good. assume that we get rid of the nuanced portrayal of homosexual <laughs> cowboys and we bring a tiny fountain that they have to bend over to get to. Or a water fountain. Just yeah. like a little kind of... But it's so one low. One that you have in a school corridor. Yeah. But it's a bit too low for them, so they're getting back injuries. Oh, ah, so it breaks so their it breaks back. Their I back. thought the back of the fountain was broken. Maybe there's some sort of spillage happening. <laughs> so two plumbers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are married, but no, one's married. Is it what? One's married. What? Oh, are you talking about actual Brokeback Mountain? Yeah. yeah. I like that you're looking at me. I actually fell asleep in Brokeback Mountain because <gasps> I thought it was so dull. I know it's not a particularly popular opinion. I've never I'm seen sorry. it. Yeah, well, I've never seen the end because I'm yeah. asleep. <laughs> so what happens is they go to a school and <laughs> there's a fountain that doesn't work. And they repair it. And they fix it together. And that is Wait, the- when, where's, the, where's the back that's broken? Where does that come into it? Then? Well, it's either the back of the person consuming the water because it's so low, which is what I thought it was, but Joel suggested the fountain's broken. Oh, I see. Okay, the yeah. 
back of the fountain is broken. Sorry, I'm being hugely slow. When I was a child, somebody pushed my head into one of those fountains and I chipped my front tooth. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I know, I know. Broken tooth fountain doesn't quite have the same ring, though. Yeah, broke back molar. Would you call, is that molar. the name of your biopic? What, the tooth, the, something about the tooth? It's going to be like a footnote in my memoirs, probably. Yeah? Yeah, in my list of people that have wronged me. <laughs> Like, it's, it's an dedication, and most people don't know they've wronged me, but they're, they're in, <laughs> they in subtle in ways way. they've wronged me. Yeah, yeah. Will there be dedications, and then people you've got vendettas against? That's a good point. Like half, yeah, people I quite like <laughs> have done nice things to me, and then the second half, where will, where will John come in that? Oh. Both lists, <laughs> most Both most lists. pages. Yeah. It'd be in the in the in the uh, index. It will say John, and there'll be a long list of page numbers <laughs> in the in the times he's wronged me. <laughs> Oh dear! Actually, I, I could probably just write a book about just general people that have wronged me, and then a sequel, just about the times John's wronged John, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. that sounds good. In um, your memoirs, would there be any beefs? Oh my god, so many! I do not forgive people easily. So if someone like doesn't smile at me once, then that's it. They're literally struck off. Yeah. That's quite terrifying. I know. Just grinning from ear to ear for this. <laughs> this <record. laughs> Luckily, you're both very like smiley, jolly people, so it's fine. Have you got any ideas, Joe? Uh, yeah, I've got one here. It's from a guy called Joe. And Joe's observed that we are effectively... If you think of Back to the Future... I don't, Back to the Future is a great movie. I don't know if, you, if you've heard you of did, it. You did mention it, actually, already. I did indeed. I'm not sure if that bit will make the recording. <laughs> but just matter. for the record, I'm always talking about Back to the Future. So Joe's got in touch to say that, guys, we never actually came back from the second timeline in Back to the Future 2. Right. So Marty McFly goes back, and essentially a Donald Trump figure rules the world. Oh, what you're saying, this reality is... You know, the dark timeline? Yeah. Where he goes back to... And we're in it. We're in it. And he's saying that, effectively, maybe Marty McFly's in some sort of coma, I don't know, but we never came back from that dark timeline. But Marty McFly was then in in The Good Wife, so Mm. he is back, but he's quite evil in that. Wow. So maybe Mm. it's like an alternate... Oh, my God, it's also like... The worst timeline. Yeah, we're in the darkest darkest timeline, essentially. But they got cool stuff like shiny hats and hoverboards. Uh, no. Oh, is that a different timeline? You, so, you know what I'm talking about. You know Back to the Future as well as me, right? So, no. <laughs> in Back to the Future 2... Did you watch it as research for today's episode? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had. I didn't know it was going to come up this often. I know Back to the Future 1 very well. Okay, so... Back to the Future 2, not so well. I watched the trilogy maybe weekly for worship. <laughs> um, and uh, even the third, it's great. In the, the second one... one great. By any standards. Okay, you're added to the list of people that have wronged me. Um, <laughs> in the second one, he goes to the future. They've got it's your kids, Marty. Something's got to be done about your kids. Mm. They don't do it. Biff steals the sports almanac and goes back to the fifties. So Marty McFly goes back to the eighties, and it's all changed because Biff had that list of sports results. Who so was able to bet and earn an unbelievable amount yes, of money. Now he's a millionaire. And so, and in that alternate nineteen eighties. He's killed Marty's dad, and he's essentially, he's essentially Donald Trump. Like, he's got the same hair, the same look. He's got a Trump-esque tower. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually remarkably uh, like prescient of the writers about the future. So what do they do to save the day? Are you suggesting in the real world we need to f- do what happens at the end of Back to the Future 2? Yeah. And then go to a Western? And then we need to go to <laughs> no, a Western. No, yeah. no, no. Oh. No Westerns. I'm pitching Back they to the Future 4. They weren't great for women, I'll be honest. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a very or good point. Or any people of colour. So I would also be Also a very good point. Okay, so how I about... I hate your idea, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so how about I'm pitching... Look, if they can keep making Star Wars trilogies... <laughs> and they will. Where's Back to the Future 4, 5 and 6? Back to the Future A New Hope. I think they lost all hope. <laughs> Wasn't that long? <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't think. Right. You or Joe. Yeah, a fictional it's a this guy. Joe, those are brackets, L. It's <laughs> just you, mate. We all know. Fine, fine, fine. Give me your next idea. What about this one? The Hitman's Bodyguard's Minder. Did anyone see The Hitman's Bodyguard? No. Oh, the guy... The, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson yeah. yeah. No. Universally panned. That's oh. why we didn't see it. Well, I, I assume it's about a Hitman's Bodyguard. So, like, you've got a Hitman, he's got a Bodyguard. How do you... The sequel, his Minder. Whoever looks after that guy. Who looks it's after who? It's a Russian who? doll situation. Who look, so who, who is he looking after here? Sorry. <laughs> the bodyguard. The, is he looking, looking after, after the, the hitman? Yeah, that's, so no, that's the film. Up. And then this one from Fern, which is the sequel, is that bodyguard's minder. Yeah. So the person looking after that I'm person. thinking uh, Vin Diesel in that role yeah. also. Yeah, you know, like he was in The Pacifier. Yeah. Like that sort yeah. of, I can imagine him. So I think Ryan Reynolds was the bodyguard and Samuel was the hitman? I would have seen it as the other way around. Isn't there famously a huge shootout in Coventry in that film? What? Yeah, like a lot of the action happens in Coventry. And it was planned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... No. Can you believe it? <laughs> Are you sure we're talking about the same film? <laughs> <laughs> right, more action films starring Sam Jackson in Coventry, I think is the take-home from that. <laughs> I, I think, look, the satellite cities of the UK need more prominence in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking The Rock and Vin Diesel in Basingstoke. We just bring Fast and Furious to Basingstoke. Yeah. No, Swindon. Have you seen the roundabouts in Swindon? <laughs> Fast and Furious in like, navigating the roundabouts Milton Keynes, yeah, I think that would work. I swear I heard someone in a podcast, probably, that's mostly what I do, they were explaining that you can't really do car chase films in like London because there's just not long enough expanse of road. So much traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why? So, but we could try and make it work. What, what, other, what other transport could you I mean, you they use? did do a Fast and Furious film in London. Joel and I have a confession to make. You've never said a thousand years. We love The Rock. <laughs> that's it, that's our confession. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Okay, great, let's move on. I, lo- I love The Rock, I love The Rock. I saw Jumanji, I saw Jumanji the other day. Re- Actually, Jumanji is really fun. I really enjoyed it, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I did. But I tell you what, I, I've always wondered, right, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Who loves Kevin Hart? Nobody. Well, but I was in the cinema. every fucking body. I was in the cinema. Every time Kevin Hart was on screen or moved or spoke, there were like howls of laughter. Like, even when he said someone else's name, people were going, <laughs> like, people were just like cheering and whooping for Kevin Hart. And I was like, oh, this is why Kevin Hart's a thing. Like, there's this secret Kevin Hart fan base. Maybe the only, it's like only in the darkness of a cinema that yes. no one can see me laughing at Kevin Hart. That's so interesting. That's such a good theory. I think you're absolutely right because I've not met a single person in the flesh who will admit to being a fan yeah. of his. Is it, is it like coriander, where, you know, some people hate it and some people love it and nobody understands each other's position on it? And I love that you have a coriander <laughs> and not the classic Marmite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that go-to food stuff that kind of is a real love or hate vibe? I know what it is. It's coriander. Such a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're saying Kevin Hart's coriander. Yeah, is that your yeah. film pitch? Yeah, I quite like that. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Hart's coriander. Yeah, I like that. That's good, fun. Uh, give me another one, John. What about this one? Have you seen Coco, the Pixar film? Oh my god! I, I used, yeah, so I saw it this oh, weekend. Goodness. I did a Q and A with the uh, director last night. It was. I'm so. Uh, tell, oh, ask me amazing. anything about Coco. Yeah. What about the film Glen Coco? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Funnily enough. <laughs> what? what what's so, happening here? <laughs> so I assume the guy who gets multiple candy canes in Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He gets more, is it candy canes he gets? Yeah, because yeah. he comes to Santa Claus and he goes, you go, Glen Coco, two for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's That's him. He, the he, most niche dead? reference I've is, ever is heard. Is Coco the one about Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> yeah. 
So not no, Cinco de no, Mayo. The, uh, it's um, Day of the Dead. Oh yeah, okay. Dia <laughs> dos Muertos. Nice. Um, you see what I did there, Joe? You asked a question about the film Coco, and I answered. <laughs> when, when literally opposite <laughs> us is someone who did a Q&A with the director. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll film I'm, this so <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You, ca- you oh. guys carry on. Oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kill uh, me. So, Glenn Coco's dead. <laughs> Is that the premise? Yeah. No, what was the actual... It Was it just called Glenn Coco? <laughs> yeah, it just says Glenn Coco. It's from Neil. Cheers, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is one of That's the good fun- of Neil. That is good of Neil. <laughs> it's one of the fundamental issues of this podcast is we don't request like any description no. of what happens in the film. That's that's your your guy's so, job, right? That's so, what, where you come in. Yeah. yeah, but it does mean that sometimes there have been times where I've got them and looked and thought they've just written two words. <laughs> and I don't know what I left to all do. the work to you. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I think that's just a fun idea that the character from Mean Girls who got to Candy Canes is somehow linked to the Pixar the Day film. Of the Dead. Mm. Yeah, that would be quite fun. What next for Pixar? <laughs> what do you mean? Where are they going to go? After death. <laughs> M- more life? Because they went Inside Out was pretty You're suggesting that like, there's some sort of progression between the films like they're linked in some way like oh now they've done death that's the end of well, the I think, Pixar. No, but I think they are, I think they are exploring more adult themes. I think they've always explored quite adult or well, Disney always have haven't they? Yeah, true. Certainly more than Pixar. Yeah, but I feel like Inside Out and Coco, that's pretty, it's pretty out there. Yeah, and Toy Story 3, don't forget. Yeah, exactly. Cars Cars 3. (laughs) (laughs) That was incredibly deep. (laughs) That really, I mean, that really plumbed the depths. It stayed with me, actually, more than any other Disney, Pixar. Um, I just don't know what what there's left to fill after you've given kids death. They will find something. They will definitely find something. (laughs) What's the, what's the, uh, the famous fact where in the same meeting they came up with Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc., and Wally, or something in like the same one meeting. That that meeting was four months long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You feel like they might have like pitched all these different ideas at the same meeting, yeah. but those ideas would have been like bobbling away for yeah. a long, long time somewhere else before that. And what do you yeah. mean came up with? Uh, all right, a fish gets lost. Uh, a robot gets lost. What was the third one? Monsters Inc. Monsters a, little, lost, a little girl gets lost. Kitchen, yeah, a little girl gets lost. In Hang on. <laughs> oh, actually, maybe you're right, John. Maybe they did all get lost in the same meeting. I right, take that's it. lunch. I take yeah. it all back. <laughs> just, they, just give three post-its to their writers. So, yeah, we want a robot getting lost. We want them spaced out enough that people don't know. It's, it's just... But a different weird, thing gets lost. Weirdly, Coco, it seems, I think, isn't it like their first one Disney Pixar with humans in for a while? Mm. Inside Out yeah. is a human. Yeah, but like the main characters. But like the main characters. Yeah. Oh. Like focuses on, yeah. focuses on a little boy and his family. Yeah. Because lots of them have humans in it, like you said, with Toy yeah. Story and stuff, but it's and not about humans. And does, but yeah, it's not about... Oh. That is interesting. Yeah. Maybe they'll just develop more films about humans, Joel. There you go. Cool. I don't think that would be... No, I don't think that would be very fun. Nah. Nah. <laughs> but they've done the Cars trilogy right, so now they'll just be like doing good films. When you say now. they've done the Cars trilogy right, you meant <laughs> no, no. right? Like, Rather right. than yeah. they've done them right. Am I right? <laughs> they haven't. They did. <laughs> they did them Car- terribly. Yeah. <laughs> they did them. They did the automotive industry proud. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What about this one from Ellen? All right. The girl on the train to Busan. Mm, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. So, so Girl on the Train is like a saucy thriller with an unreliable narrator mm-hmm. who's a drunk. Yes. We she's can all on relate. A, she's on a train of zombies. Nice. But, but, she... I, but is she? Because <gasps> she's unreliable. Yeah. I think maybe we should somehow factor in the new Liam Neeson and uh, Project The Commuter. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson's fighting through a train of zombies. Have you seen the... Yeah. You've not seen the trailers for this film. Yeah. They're on heavy rotation at the cinema. Have you seen the trailer for I've, this film? Yeah. Oh, my word. It looks... I mean, it looks... It looks fucking dreadful. It looks really bad, doesn't it? Liam Neeson's films make me want to top myself. They make me feel really sad. <laughs> uh, like, just when you think... Liam Neeson makes me want to fucking top myself at the moment. Yeah. Sorry, this is very dark. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's but fair enough. him, seeing him get eaten alive by zombies a la Dylan Moran in Shaun of the Dead, I would be really keen to see. So actually, yep. I think that's... Yeah, he's on the posters with the gun and the long jacket... And actually, it's just a cameo where he's just like, I'll sort this out, and then the zombies just pile on top of him. And you've fun. got Emily Blunt just sort of watching it going, and then having a blackout and yeah. not remembering it at all. Maybe she drops acid or some sort of hallucinogenic, and that's why she thinks there's... She envisions Liam Neeson. <laughs> I... Wait, so Liam Neeson's not real, but the zombies are? <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, hang on. Mm. Yeah, and she thinks Liam Neeson's there to save her, but, she, but he's not. And she does it on her own. Oh, so it's like an empowering yeah. story. Yeah. And we see Liam Neeson eaten alive. Oh, that would just be great. He'd probably still get paid more, though. Yeah. Two-minute cameo. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Mark Wahlberg. The Commuter 2. <laughs> Journey Home. That'll be it. That's the thing. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, I've got one here from Luke. This is the most fleshed-out picture you've ever had. And I, it's like a full-paragraph idea for a film, and okay. we don't really need to add anything or say anything to this. I don't really know what Luke's trying to convey here. Right, I'll just read it out. Oh, yeah, just, yeah just, just bloody tell us. So, it's called Boundaries. Oh, my God, you're going to launch into a whole pitch right now. When David joins his local cricket team, his <laughs> ambition of making it to county level is soon quashed and is instead replaced by his undying love for Harry, the wicketkeeper. A tale of forbidden love in 1937, Boundaries is the heart-wrenching tale of love, heartache, and what it truly means to be human. 
I think this guy needs to go pitch this to Hollywood. Yeah. What's he doing on this podcast? It's basically, it's basically, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got like a call me by your name with cricket, Phil. Uh, yeah. Which, you know. A bit of beautiful thing in there as well. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of this. I but I, I, I've missed, I kind of don't see what, where, how it fits into this. It's called Boundaries and that's a cricket pun. Oh. And. That's why I don't understand yeah. it. <laughs> that's all right. Because. <laughs> what do you know about cricket? I went to see a 2020 match once. Um, and it was like the day I came back from travelling and my then boyfriend took me and I was so angry that this was the thing that he wanted to do after having not seen me for three months. That was all I was thinking throughout the whole cricket match. John, thoughts on cricket? Just keep doing it, guys. My support, full support from me. Is that what you want? All right. Do you want another one on the sport theme? Yeah. Is it cricket still? <laughs> no. Yeah. What is it? It's tennis. Badminton. Oh, okay. Oh. I can get your boy with tennis. Okay. I mean, it's tenuous. Okay. Tennis, US? Gerald's Game. You oh my god Gerald. no don't talk to me about this film I had full on nightmares oh no I had you know have you seen it with the yeah yeah the, this is the one with the bed where yes. he plays the sexy game yes yeah you, can tell, like, you can tell I've seen a trailer for it, it. <laughs> <laughs> another confession we love The Rock we hate scary films John and I oh yeah oh I heard you yeah because um, mm. my boyfriend Mike was on your Halloween special yeah. which uh, I heard which was lu- a ludicrous idea because John and I have seen between us no horror films yeah I think you'd, you'd seen three yeah yeah I saw um, Get Out the other day. Great, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's excellent. <laughs> There's anyway, less jumps in it, though. Sorry, but Gerald's on. Game, Gerald's game yeah. is, is one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. Really? It's ho- it's horrific. I generally make, still makes me cringe if you just say that out loud. Anyway, <laughs> Gerald's Game. But it's about the former tennis player, I think Austrian tennis player, Gerald Meltzer. Okay. Right. This is from uh, this is sent in by Jenny, who's clearly, clearly just tried to find any famous Gerald. Because it's quite a funny <laughs> idea. But there aren't any famous Gerald. Are, but... Uh, uh, Gerard. <laughs> Fuck! Come on, mate. Gerald Butler. Do you think one of the like go-to action men in Hollywood would be called Gerald? Is absolutely absurd. Oh, the lead star, the lead Spartan sure in right. three hundred. <laughs> Gerald, come here, Gerald. You've got to fight the Romans. Oh. All right. Like uh, Gerald is the name of an eighty-year-old man. Yeah, it's not good, is it? Oh, it's not so looking annoying. good for Gerald. I'm now trying to think of. I'm sure there aren't any famous Gerald. Don't worry. I've done. I've done extensive. Have research. you actually looked this up yeah, already? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I googled. You know. I googled famous Gerald. <laughs> and when you search, did it come up with this? When you search Gerald, just the word <laughs> Gerald, this bespectacled fellow appears. Yeah, and, imagine him fighting the Romans. <laughs> who, who is that? Please, everyone now, Google Gerald. I tell you what, London would fall if he was tasked <laughs> with saving it. Well, right, Gerald Butler. So, right. you've, no, you've, you've really embarrassed yourself there, mate. You did a film degree. <laughs> and you you know, well, that doesn't require me just, knowing. Can Jared. I just say, you had a film degree? Yes. All yeah. right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what comes up in the people also search for Herbert, and it's the old paedophile from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because they think he's called Gerald? <laughs> yeah. They just think, assume... I think it's just one of those old man names that only old yeah. paedophiles have in Family Guy. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Sorry, Tony Gerald's listening. So sorry. <laughs> so I, without like without trying to dive too deeply into it because we don't want to give Rihanna nightmares mm. it's a, like a claustrophobia horror fr- thriller thing isn't it yeah yes how do you make that tennis <laughs> Gerald Meltzer gets tied to a bed go on I saw a video the other day that mm. my fr- my mate showed me of a man and he was there to witness it because it was just outside Camden tube station uh, a man who f- who managed to get a whole a tennis racket over his whole body? Yeah, so okay. he puts like one arm dislocates. Yeah, yeah, I've oh, seen that so before. Yeah. Horrible. God, that is horrible. That? <laughs> so it's that. Yeah, <laughs> Gerald Meltzer trapped in a tennis racket. 
and he's got a big match. <laughs> Gerald Meltzer's in a dressing room at Wimbledon and he sees a video. He's like, I could do that. I've got, I've got 20 minutes before, before, so uh, before all of it first serve. And he goes into a cubicle in the toilet. Where does it start? The whole in the film. <laughs> yeah, it's just him trying to get out of a toilet cubicle. <laughs> With a racket around his waist. Yeah. I think... You know, like, the three quarters of the way through where, like, they're at the most pathetic and lowest? Yeah. Is he has to walk out onto the court with the racket <laughs> still around his waist? Or does he just play? <laughs> he plays and he wins. Of and course that's why he wins. Yeah. That's the message. Never give what up it, on your dreams. Oh, that, that was the message? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't clear from the description. All right, let's do it. Should we do ours? Yes. Hans Labyrinth. Hands or hands? Not hands as in hands. Like, hands as in hand solo. Oh. Oh. I was thinking hands like the things on the end of your arm. I was thinking hands Christian Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just so many ways you can take this, John. <laughs> so not the not the German I, I first name or hands labyrinth. I hate to do this to you. Yeah. But I would have preferred pots and pans labyrinth. What's that? Sounds like something you'd do as a kid. Yeah. Just go and rummage through the cupboards and make a pots and pans labyrinth. It's just a kitchen. Yeah, it's a kitchen sink drama. <laughs> no, it's the not, that's not what kitchen sink <laughs> drama is, Joe. The, la- the labyrinth is their relationship. Oh. That's the an emotional tagline. labyrinth. Yeah, it's an emotional labyrinth. <laughs> that neither I've never heard of an emotional from. labyrinth before, I'll be honest. And it's now gonna, I have. It's going to be an all the reviews. <laughs> next, next Q&A, Rihanna does. I'll, I'll be in the crowd, hang on. Why is she asking about this... <laughs> Film's emotional labyrinth. Oh, the emotional labyrinth <laughs> got me. <laughs> at the bottom of our podcast, I'm going to put a review that just says, an emotional labyrinth. Rihanna. Rihanna Dilly. <laughs> One star. <laughs> I got lost. Yeah. <laughs> what, no. you're a Pixar film? <laughs> so, no, I'm confused. So it's, it's sorry, it's Han Solo's labyrinth. Yeah. It's Han's labyrinth. So does he, maybe that solo film that's coming out in May that sounds like it's a bit of a mess. I don't have an idea for it. It's just a pun, Joel. That's what you do every week. I come this week with just a pun and you expect me to have a film. That's not fair, is it? Okay, it's Han Solo, I'm guessing. Yeah, I was thinking maybe instead of doing Pan's Labyrinth, we could do Labyrinth. Oh! Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford. in tight trousers. <laughs> no! Singing and dancing. <laughs> Actually... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you reacted too quickly to that. You didn't picture it. I was thinking just about Labyrinth and then, which I really don't like. Oh, I, I was, I think, because I, I didn't grow up with it. I saw mm. it out for the first time as an adult, and so I didn't have all the nostalgia that comes with Labyrinth for a lot of people. Yeah. And I was just like, why are all these like ugly-looking creatures? Why is everyone obsessed with them? Yeah. And why is David Bowie like lusting over a, this young girl? Am I right in thinking you didn't like it because Harrison Ford wasn't in it? That's <laughs> well, probably your, that what your it was. Yeah. So now you said Harrison Ford in tight, whatever you said, <laughs> tight anything, anything. <laughs> Even now, like, he's still got it. Do you think? You know, I interviewed him once, I met him. How was he? Because he's notoriously Yes, so beforehand they were like, don't ask him about this, that and the other. And I went in and he was like, so what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm a film critic. And he was like, oh. And he was like, well, you look lovely today. You're wearing a very pretty dress. Lovely shoes. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, I don't think Harrison Ford's flirting with me to get a good good mop for his movie. You've been flirting. Harrison Ford has flirted with you. Yeah. That is amazing. I mean, joke flirty, but I'll, I'll take it. I mean, he is like yeah. 80 though or whatever so yeah not in our hearts <laughs> or hunk. our minds he's a hunk he's a perpetual hunk yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the name surely the name of his autobiography <laughs> <laughs> 
so Han Solo, <laughs> I'm trying to get back on this film, and Sorry, I really, right. I really haven't thought about this. Right, so Han's Labyrinth. So is it just all about? I mean, it's got to be something to do with good old Carrie. She can be in it. She, yeah, she can be in it retrospectively. Oh, oh no, mm. I'm not sure about that. Hologram, hologram oh. of her in the middle. <gasps> he has to get to a hologram of her. Is, are we just doing Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's happened. <laughs> The Carrie Fisher hologram thing has <laughs> famously Just, been how done. About, how about puppets of Yoda everywhere? <laughs> I mean. Jim Henson will get a good deal on the puppets, won't we? Sure. Oh, well, that's uh, Hans Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just think that was terrible. That was um, the worst idea I've ever come up with. I, so, I apologise, Rihanna. Here's mine. Okay. So, Hollywood. You've got Doctor No. Mm-hmm. And you've got Yes Man. So, you've got the initial James Bond film. <laughs> and you've got the Jim Carrey vehicle based on a Danny Wallace book. <laughs> okay. For those that can't see, I'm doing the David Brent finger merge. I do. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. I can confirm. He did I, know, I don't know how this plays out. I don't know if... Like, we introduce a Bond villain to the Jim Carrey movie, or is Jim Carrey James Bond? I was thinking, or is it just James Bond, but he has to say yes to everything? <laughs> well, he does, doesn't he? We're not mm. questioning. He says yes to everything that, that Judy Dench throws his way. <laughs> so, Doctor No versus Yes Man. And what is the big battle at the end? Is it just two men shouting <laughs> yes and no at each other? <laughs> yes! No! no! <laughs> <laughs> And then at the end, one buckles and says, maybe? Right. <laughs> uh, maybe! And that's the end, to be continued. <laughs> how, how do you feel about that, really? Um, I feel not thrilled. Oh. But, you know, fairly entertained. Right, I'll take it. That's kind of a response to Jim Carrey's films for the last ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I was just also picturing him as, like, Ace Ventura in that mm. as well, which just makes it a little bit more hammy, and I want to bring it back to the style of James Bond because there's the one liners already Joel and I have been through this before that James Bond saying the the, the witty lines yeah. so it's just he does that and then guns at the camera that's <laughs> 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 what he does right Jim Carrey Jim, Jim Carrey's never looked down the, the he's never looked down the barrel at like, done his face to camera that'd be he mad just, he does when he says maybe at the end of the film <laughs> maybe straight down the, gar- the barrel of the gun oh, I'd love that uh, it's now the time to tell you that I've met Jim Carrey as well yeah oh. and he took out his false teeth to show me his what? false tooth you know like in Dumb and Dumber he has like a false oh he actually had that yeah. done didn't yeah. he yeah and he, sh- he took it out to show me it was gross did you did you ask him to do that no they <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. didn't and he kept being like come closer come closer and I was like no 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 I'm good you can <laughs> I was in the, stu- in the radio on studios I was like no I'm, you, I can see it from here and I didn't know what he was going to do I can and hear then, the whistle <laughs> And then he just popped it out. Wow. <laughs> it was horrid. I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> Is that how that started? I, I didn't before that anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> Newfound respect. Right, normally Joel and I uh, give the listener shit for coming up with worse films than us. Oh but no, you guys definitely week... come up with the absolute yeah. worst. Yeah. <laughs> God, I feel bad about that. I'm confused. Was a Hans Labyrinth your idea? Yeah, sorry, Hans oh, Labyrinth was mine. I didn't understand that. John, no. I don't think John really understood it. <laughs> I thought that was a really good idea. I <laughs> no, thought I smashed it this way. And what was your Mine was of- Doctor No versus Yes Man? Oh right, yeah. um, which well, doesn't go much further. We also that. had Brokeback Fountain, The Hitman's Bodyguard's Minder, <laughs> The Girl on the Train to Busan, Glen Coco, Gerald's Game, Boundaries, <laughs> and 
Uh, hi guys, have you noticed that we are in the timeline from Back to the Future 2? Which I'm not sure, that's a working title for the film. I'm not sure how you fit that on a poster. That's when they just call it, like, during production. Yeah, yeah, although I would love it if, like, coming soon to cinema. Uh, hi, uh, 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 hi guys, have you noticed we're in the timeline from Back to the Future 2? Hi guys! Dot, Dot, Brown, guys. No, Dot Brown coming back. Like, he looks down the camera at the audience in the, in the cinema and he goes, Guys, have you noticed we're in the timeline from Back to the Future 2? Maybe. <laughs> nice. And then I think Luke's one. I Boundaries. Think, but that, Boundaries I is think, the best, but just as an actual film. Yeah, I yeah. think he Doesn't emailed the wrong people. <laughs> 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 yeah. He was trying to get himself an agent with He was just been sat by his phone for so long. I'm he sure just Googles right pictures your films and yeah. didn't look at any of the other information about this podcast. We'll pass it on, Luke. We'll pass it on. Yeah, Rihanna, which one do you think was the... So I think the one that... My favourite, uh, because it was involved Liam Neeson getting eaten to death by zombies, was The Girl on the Train to Busan. That's Although it choice. wasn't actually my favourite title. But, uh, hi, guys. Have you noticed we've... <laughs> that was my favourite yeah. title. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Rihanna. That was so much fun. You're welcome. That was really fun. Uh, this is the, the, the point where you can plug your wares. Oh, God, I'm so rubbish at this. Um... I do. A okay, po- thank you. Uh- <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, I do a podcast for Radio Four called Seriously, which is a documentary podcast. So please have a listen. And I do other things. So follow me. That's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm trying to sell myself as like a murderer. Lady of the night. Okay, good. You went murderer. I went prostitute. I great. immediately went to Jack the Ripper. I thought, well, he's just popping off to Whitechapel after this. I'll be doing. Are we up to you, Rihanna? After this, other things. <laughs> Yeah, follow me at Rihanna Dillon on Twitter. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. That was so much fun. (laughs) That was good. Uh, And that's all we've got time for today, and we know that because there is a rat-tat-tat at the studio door. And who's that coming in? It's former professional tennis player Gerard Meltzer. Followed by Glenn Coco to explain how, whether he's dead or not. He's holding two tennis rackets. (laughs) Two for you. That was a fun episode. Yeah, she, oh, Rihanna's brilliant. She was talking about her, um, she briefly mentioned at the end her Radio 4 documentary podcast series, mm-hmm. Seriously, and I would seriously recommend it. Um, oh, yeah. No, on. I didn't want to, I didn't want to over, over say, overstate how great it was while she was in the room, but yeah. yes, it's really, it definitely get subscribed to that one. Have you got any chat, any chat? You got anything to say, Joel? Not really, no. Uh, stuff. I, I mentioned in the episode that I had my head rammed into a water fountain at school. You got any instances of, of that kind of thing you'd like to talk about? Anything I, bad happened to you at school? Did you Or did you do anything bad to someone at school? So, this is weird. I was actually talking about this today at work. Um, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the full context before we get to the end of this, because I think it's I think I am the hero in this story. <laughs> um, primary school. We all had tennis balls. We'd play that God, game. Didn't we just? <laughs> We'd play that game where it was like kind Tennis. of like ping pong. No, no, no. It was like ping pong with your hands. No, we didn't play. Who played that game? So you draw a line on the. No. Gr- really? No. Right. So you draw don't, a line. Don't Listen. bring me into we played this game. <laughs> right. Me at school, you draw a line on the ground in chalk, and then you'd use your hand to bounce a tennis ball, and it would be like ping pong in the way that it had to bounce once on your side, once on their side, and then it bounce back. So it's more like tennis. Oh, is it more like tennis? Well, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe the, tennis for your The hands. only difference between table tennis and t- tennis is the table. <laughs> so you play tennis All with right. your hands. So, anyway. No, because there's no net, so you can bounce it as low as you would like. Oh, I yeah, guess, like how there's good. no net in table tennis. Shut up! <laughs>
Uh, I have a little brother. He's four years younger than me. And uh, this was when I was probably in year six, so he was like in year two. Oh, what did you do to him? Fucking <laughs> kick the shit out of him. <laughs> no. You in the same school? Yeah. Oh, man, what's that like? Me and my brothers all went to the same primary and secondary school. Though. What? Yeah. That's mad. What was it like being at secondary school? Were you ever there all three at the same time? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes? <laughs> Is it yes? How many no? years? How many years are there in secondary school? Uh, Including seven. sixth form. Seven. So yes. There we are. No. Uh, thank you very much for listening. To that. <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> you were held back a few years, so you got to factor that in. Remember, <laughs> anyway, you and your brother are in the same year by the end of it. <laughs> primary school, and um, I go back into my, the classroom after lunch, and I see a tennis ball on the table. Oh, great! That's got my little brother's initials on it. <gasps> And it's not. Obviously, jokes aside, I wasn't in the same class as my little brother. Yeah. And a guy who, I was going to say his name, I'm not going to, had clearly stolen it. And I went up and said, that's that's my little brother's tennis ball. It's got his initials on it. And he went, no, 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 no. And I went, well, it's, it's clearly his. It's got his initials. Can I have it? And he went, nah, it's mine. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll go talk to the teacher about it. And as I went to the talk to the teacher about it, he he left the room with it. So I then, rather than talking to the teacher, which would have been the responsible thing, yeah, it's a very John move as well. Uh, yeah, but this was this was a rebellious younger John, you know, soap in bathrooms. Oh yeah, that. God, oh, that John. That's crazy. I wish that John stood around. <laughs> so I followed him out and I pushed him up against the wall and got the tennis ball. What? Off him. And I thought it was all fine and so- sorted because I just thought, nah, you know, mm-hmm. lads rough and tumble. Yeah. It's all sorted. I got the tennis ball back from my little brother. It was actually someone with the same initials. <laughs> no, he definitely didn't. That'd be so good. Yeah, my little brother after school was like, I've got my tennis ball. What's this? <laughs> no, it was definitely his. Uh, after school, as soon as I get in the car with my mum, she goes, I've had a call from, from the headmaster. High five. <laughs> <You're> Legend. <laughs> mum, why are you holding all that ice cream? <laughs> and that's probably one of the two genuine physical altercations in my life. Well, get ready for your third. Um, <laughs> I've just remembered something at uh, primary school that I've probably not thought about in 15 years. Uh, there were two kids on the playground once, uh, like, chasing after each other. One of them stopped really quickly. And the other one went into him and lodged his tooth <laughs> into the guy's head. <laughs> so no! it was obviously a baby tooth. It must have been a bit loose. But he, like, went into the guy, like, open mouth and came away. And the tooth was lodged in a guy's head. Oh, How great is that? Not great. That's what it's like out on the streets, mate. <laughs> You had a hard upbringing, didn't you? Oh, teeth like everywhere. He's just surrounded by teeth all the time. <laughs> you collected them. Yeah. You went for the big payday from the tooth fairy. I still am. Still, <laughs> I've sent the invoice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then... You'll be the best listener.